welcome to Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast where we discuss the world of classical music and what things are really like backstage. I'm Helen. And I'm Alex. And in this episode, we're going to talk about positive performance experiences. Mm-hmm. Yay! Nice. We're going to talk about some experiences that uh, we've really enjoyed, whether they be choral, solo, operatic, and how I think all of them have just kind of reaffirmed why we're doing what we're doing and mm-hmm. why we love it mm. so much. Um, I think it's worth us saying just before we dive in that this again was recorded quite early on in our podcast experience. A career, let's call it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we had a little trouble initially where we thought we'd lost about four hours worth of, of podcast material. Helen, Helen panicked big time. <laughs> I went to make myself a tea uh, and just left her to it. So we managed to recover all of the material and we then went on to record this podcast episode. So I have to say apologies if it feels a little bit frenetic. Um, you may also hear me like tapping my wine glass down quite a lot because because in order to de-stress, yeah. we just cracked open an opal, uh, an opal, a bottle of... An opal of wine. <laughs> but we hope you guys enjoy it. And uh, I hope it gives you guys a chance to to look back and think about some of those positive performance experiences and enjoy, enjoy that. So, <laughs> yeah, we were going to talk today about good performance experiences that we've had (laughs) we've spoken about terrible ones (laughs) which was fun but i think it's also really important as we've already discussed to like talk about the good experiences as well and like why were they so good what was really enjoyable about them how we can maybe recreate those feelings despite not necessarily having performance opportunities now etc etc so yeah <laughs> it's gonna be fun roller coaster enjoy <laughs> strap in <laughs> got me a good one <laughs> yeah who would like to start oh, i think you should kick off with Shall a tail yeah definitely okay. please well one highlight performance that stands out for me was during my time at conservatoire um there was a Bach cantata series there and uh, I got an opportunity to perform with a conductor who I super admired and was terrified of. But I was like, yes, this is the opportunity. I'm going to meet him and wow him and nail it. <laughs> he hasn't contacted me since. <laughs> but that's not the point. It was still a really great experience. <laughs> oh, I'm going to nail it. Never spoken I really want to mention his name and then be like, contact me. But oh, I'm not going to. That's not what this podcast is about. <laughs> yeah, it was a really good experience. And the re- well, why was it such a good experience? Because I had taken the time to let myself be totally on top of the music vocally. And also, I just loved the repertoire so much. Yeah. Like, I love Bach. He's so great. All the Bach. In case you don't know him. <laughs> Avid interpreter Would recommend. Of Bach. 10 out of 10 would recommend um, Bach. <laughs> yeah, and I was... It's funny because... Well, it's not funny. Um, I tend to prefer <laughs> too much coffee. It's funny. It's not funny at all. <laughs> really serious. I tend to prefer being able to, like, not hide, but, yeah, hide behind a character and a stage and scenery. Whereas, you know, standing on stage just with the music in front of me in my suit, um, Beautiful suit. you know, there's nothing, there's nothing to hide behind. And 
I was surprised that I enjoyed it so much, and like, and it's still one of my highlight performance moments. That's so lovely. Um, yeah, I remember it really fondly, actually. Yeah. Do you, um, can you remember like li- you can literally remember like being on stage? Yep. Yeah. And I, I also that's the one time that I remember like I managed to nail the whole like get up early, yes. um, like don't over sing before, which is what I always do. So for once, I wasn't exhausted by the time I got on stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, it was like it was bizarre because it all just seemed to work, which was good to know. Uh, and I guess now it's just a matter of uh, trying to emulate that feeling all the time yeah. so that I'm the best all the time. <laughs> that competitive edge just coming out yeah, there. Life is a competition. Remember that, everyone. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't remember that. But yeah, I really enjoyed that. I can imagine. Did you have family, friends come? come and... One friend came. Was that me? I think you were there. Yeah, it was. It was a really excellent concert. Yeah, also, because I was in a building where I felt totally comfortable. Yeah. As in conservatoire. It wasn't like a foreign place to me. For sure. You know, I often snuck into the main hall to practice. Funny. Yeah. So it was all just a very comfortable And it's like, you know, the journey, you know, like the people. There was no stress. All really familiar. Yeah. yeah. And well, obviously you can't, you can't get that every time. No, but I, I completely understand why, like when talking about your, um, like best performance experiences some of them are like really on home turf right they're the places that you know the best yeah we're like football players <laughs> whatever we always play better on home turf <laughs> how about you would you like to tell us a fun tricky story um there are none no no good performance experiences well it's different to you in that like you've had a lot more operatic experience than i have i think like a lot of my work has been a lot more in like ensemble singing and chorus singing and um some of my favorite performance experiences are from right back at the start of university and i was part of a collegiate choir clang (laughs) the way that choir worked was quite unique i would say that summer so like the end of first year of university we did a really big tour of america and canada and we did it must have been an hour and a half's worth of music from memory. God. And, uh, yeah, when you think about, yeah, when you think about it now and where we are and what we do, like... It's really impressive. The expectation, it's, it's a big ask. Um, but at the time, I suppose because just that everybody was doing it and committed to it. And also because we had the time, really. I think we had, maybe like the three weeks after term ended, we were rehearsing most days, God. getting ready for that tour. So quite intense though it wasn't yes (laughs) yes can confirm it was intense uh we did a concert in nashville tennessee there was something about that concert i think it was like one of the first of the tour from what i can recall but it was quite a long time ago it was that feeling of being in the moment and like i was not distracted by anything our conductor was very um very physical on, on like the podium and quite eye-grabbing in a lot of ways and a, a, you know we'd been kind of trained in a way to really focus and hone in on like particular points whether that was like across the tours at somebody very specific when we were like mm-hmm. in chapel or if it was in that concert setting you're kind of focusing forward inwards and like off you go and yeah basically for that kind of like hour and a half concert I I just felt like I was really like in the moment and also it's one of those things like I knew the program so well so like there was you you don't have a a folder or a book you're not holding any music it was just like you and you're there and I definitely think there's something 
about being like a member of a large team so mm-hmm. you know it's like we're all there to support one another and take each other's weight when necessary and then yeah to to just deliver this program and it was music i loved i really loved that program so much i can i can really really fondly remember it and uh that kind of part of america does you know absolutely love a lot of that music and so the reception was like amazing really ecstatic you know in a way that it's just choral music (laughs) get over it but yeah it's like in 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 the UK, you know, you, you, you get your round of applause. Yeah, you might get the odd one or two people standing. But like in America... <laughs> but in America, it's just like everybody's up on their feet. So, so joyous mm. and jubilant. And um, yeah, I really remember that. And there were numerous performances with that ensemble where I felt that way. I, I, I do think that that conductor has like a very, very powerful way of making people behave in that kind of manner and I think something we've talked about in the past is this kind of psychological idea of Mm. flow and I really hope I pronounced his name right Mahali Csikszentmihalyi has come up with this idea of flow in that you're focused but at the same time as being focused your body is at a kind of peak sense of being a very calm and relaxed state and because you're so like calm and relaxed it's almost like you're able to achieve an even better sure. kind of focus and like having spoken to a couple of people about it often in performance experiences it's like you're on the stage and something might happen in the audience that would be distracting like say somebody gets their phone out something like that and like although you might see that it does not detract and like in in some ways it even adds to the way you're about to play the next mm-hmm, phrase you know mm-hmm. everything is just feeding into this to this one kind of narrative that you've got going on at that time and that is to to deliver this music or whatever and yeah when i think about that concept i do often think of choral experiences i've had where i've either like known the music inside out and so i felt like my ability to deliver my part is just completely unimpeded i suppose i trust my ability as a as an ensemble singer more than my ability as a solo singer and you know as i train i hope that i trust my ability as a solo Solo singer in the same way but yeah, I, I definitely think that is, for me, like one of the fondest performance memories I have. That's really nice. Definitely. Also, I guess like as a group, you were the best of friends. Yeah. Or maybe not the best of friends, but like yeah. you were super close with everyone, weren't you? Definitely. And I think like, because you're on tour for a long time and, and we'd been together for those past three weeks, kind of just us like being around. Just so true. I guess, yeah, you all knew, you knew each other really well. And I, I do think there was, everybody had memorized the music. You know, there was nobody that hadn't. And I think as a result of that, you, you get to take it to another level. Yeah. And I mean, I, I don't want to glorify that, that experience too much at all. But that particular tour really was uh, quite, quite an exceptional time. And also I think we talked about this, like when you're when you're first year of university i mean you do just feel invincible <laughs> anything goes yeah. yeah and it's like i'm the best singer in the world no one's gonna stop me i'll be front and center stage yes. all the time yes 100 percent. that was actually one of the other like small experiences i was going to refer to was in our first year alex and i were both part of an opera <laughs> yeah so it was far from the madden crowd thank you barnaby martin and um yeah it was it was really fun fun yeah and also it, a great opera sorry well i was a sporting 
female, female? Is that what you call it? Supporting lead female? Don't know, but I was a baritone <laughs> in the chorus. <laughs> and um, for all of the chorus scenes, our motto was kind of front how, center. how can we get to the front and to the center of the stage? It was so much fun and like everybody was friends and like yeah that that kind of student atmosphere and like we were saying before you know for me that was a time where i i was not worried about my vocal production Mm -hmm. one ounce you just sing and it's just coming out and it's fine and uh, also there was no like i'm earning a fee for this yeah yeah or like will people be watching and thinking about me i hope they are because they'll see me (laughs) the sheer like Fun. fun that was that was had and you know like everybody was singing and like enjoying it and yeah you know made some really good friendships off the back of that so uh yeah that would definitely go down as like another one of my my well, i missed that yeah i know god imagine if you tried to do that in a professional context like, i know Phantom, Phantom, me. <laughs> ready mr director <laughs> what do you mean you don't want me at the front oh, that's, <laughs> that's weird. <really> confusing <laughs> i think that's the wrong decision it's my aria <laughs> i think you had a, an opera Yes. Favourite experience Indeed. you want to share? In my second year of conservatoire, I was lucky enough to be the main part bit Lead. Loud, sorry, um, in uh, Jonathan Dove's flight. Verve Clico, am I right? <laughs> Ladies Touch in the back, Verve Clico. <laughs> oh my God, it's too much. Okay. Um, <laughs> I really... Okay. <clears throat> anyway, so... I was one of the main roles in Jonathan Dove's flight. Sorry, one of the main. I was the principal. (laughs) (laughs) But it was super, super fun for slightly different reasons. As in, I wasn't always trying to get to the front and centre of the stage. (laughs) They'd Um, already (laughs) directed it that way. (laughs) No need. (laughs) um, But we were really close as a cast because of various circumstances which had really brought us together actually so yeah everyone was supporting each other so well and nicely yeah. and like everyone was so nice to each other gross but <laughs> but but good and i felt that i could really concentrate on character and i was just so in the moment in the show it sounds so lame but oh. i was so involved in the character and i i really cared about him and his relationship with the other characters on stage thanks to the director and because of that i like i really didn't think about oh i hope i sound okay here i was just like no no no, i'm this character expressing this sentiment on stage not even on stage in real life yeah um yeah and i guess obviously i'd worked so hard vocally before then in order to get to that stage But conversely from the Bach, which I really enjoyed, I was, in that, I was was very aware of the setting. And I am singing to an audience and there's my friend, there's my family, hello. (laughs) Um, Whereas that, in flight, I was so unaware of all of that. It could have been an empty auditorium. Um, and yeah, I I told I think it's I experienced maybe what you were talking about the the flow. Yeah, yeah. I think you briefly touched on it earlier, but just the idea of perhaps like the costume, the set, and other characters probably make it. Well, they enable your ability to lose yourself in that experience. Yeah, totally. I think you know they often say, don't they? Like uh, giving a recital is the hardest kind of concert you can give because it is literally you. You're not bouncing off anyone. Yeah, and and you're you're creating. You know, if it's a song recital, you're creating like multiple worlds in which like you 
you have nothing to feed on except from like yourself and mm-hmm. you know either your penis or the people around you but obviously like if you're in like a nice theater then you almost don't even see the audience right. and you're yeah. you're able to lose yourself in a in a far different way but um yeah yeah i i did see flight it was it was great yeah i was the best apparently <laughs> that's what everyone said it was a beautiful wig um oh, the wig. <laughs> i also think Very there's I just really loved the project as a whole and the other concerts I've really enjoyed is because I love the music so much. Yeah, yeah. So it's, I try to bring that to projects or music that I don't necessarily love in the same way. Yeah. And it's, I do find it quite tricky to get past that barrier of like, mm, I just don't really care. Yeah, And like, yeah. oh, the audience probably aren't enjoying this because this is really boring. Mm. Uh, but like, I'm singing anyway. Um, <laughs> which is obviously the worst thing to think because if you don't believe in the music you're singing and performing, then obviously the audience isn't going to either. So You've got to find those elements in it, haven't yeah. you? I do think, you you know, one can change their mind on a piece. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. like you hear it the first few times and you're like, oh, this isn't really for me. And then... As you start to sing it, you're like, oh, okay. I get it. That's a nice little couple of phrases or whatever. And then uh, for me, it's often like, once I like understand the accompaniment or like, because initially you're kind of a, a, not obsessed, but you're thinking about your line. Mm-hmm. But then like, once you know your line and then you start to think about everything else happening around it, you're like, oh, okay, yeah, I, I'm with you. I know what you mean. It, it can really be a massive barrier if you're not into the music you're performing. But I'm interested in that both of your like really positive experiences there and I would say similarly for mine as well like we had ample preparation so much yeah, yeah. the security when you Walk are able there. Mm, yeah. and and you you know that you know it and uh you know I just feel I've been in so many situations and it's things are different now obviously with COVID and maybe things will be different in the new world the new world but uh yeah looking back so many situations where everything is so quickly put together and and you've probably had like a few days to look at the music and even if you've had a few days you've had 900 other things going on and so it's like you know a tenth of your waking brain has been thinking about that but you know you're just trying to get through day-to-day business or whatever that is and I think as a result you're not able to give like that full commit it's impossible to but you give. can't because you're always thinking like oh bar 16's coming up yeah. ah, haven't, yeah. haven't worked out the ornaments yet for the decapo <laughs> oops um or you're just looking at it you're like i don't even know the notes <laughs> you're like i'm literally reading this on stage helen's and... <laughs> a professional like hey i just think it's interesting that for us some of those best experiences are the experiences where you could do it backwards and, mm-hmm. and you you feel really sure that the people around you as well are in a similar position and therefore you are all able to support each other versus like everybody's literally like carrying carrying their own bit just praying they're gonna get to the end yeah i was thinking about like other positive experiences and for me like i had one during lockdown a few weeks back and it was a like character masterclass that trinity put on and um i think as we mentioned in another podcast (gasps) Oh, you better listen to all the episodes. Um, <laughs> On repeat. I was talking about how you perform in different ways. Like, you either perform imagining you're, like, in a larger space. Mm-hmm. And then, you you know, that there is the screen. Or it's, like, you're performing to the screen itself. And then you're using the camera in different ways. And so, basically, this... Uh, his name's Guidon Sachs. He's a um, fabulous baritone. And he was doing some character work with a few of us. And I was singing Baba the Turks aria from Stravinsky's The Rake's Progress. Um, the bearded lady. 
Yeah, it's literally the character I was born for. Yeah, I he was asking me to like play out the character and I felt like I was playing out. But they, you do feel limited because it's like, well, I'm in my lounge mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. nobody else is here. And I, you know, I was like, I am doing it. And I, I could feel myself doing it. And he was like, no, really? Like, really play it out. And he was like, give me like a big emotion. Like you're in a big, big theatre. And I was like, and you know, you're there and you're like, okay, okay. like I can just let go. And I'm just going to do it. And um, it was really liberating. And I suppose, like, you know, having looked at that aria since that that little workshop, I've tried to bring that, that kind of larger sense of character and that larger sense of space. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and it's been really enjoyable. And actually, like, I've, I felt like, for me, actually, one of, one of my favourite things about that masterclass was I felt really able to marry good technique and acting. Because often I personally find that, like, one comp- comps the other yeah and it's yeah. either you're singing well and you look like a stone or like pretty stone you're overacting and you sound like a dog yeah. <laughs> it's like where is the where is the happy middle you know this character is quite like angry at this point like how do i find that without screaming you know, yeah and i just felt like i don't know able to access that and maybe that's because i was just here in my flat and nobody else was there and i didn't feel nervous about people i know people were watching but just in a different way mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever it was, I, I I really, really enjoyed that kind of 25-minute experience. And, and I've enjoyed working on the aria since and, and, like, finding that sense of character. And so, for me, that's, like, a very different, yeah, very different set of experiences versus, like, a lot of the, like, more ensemble work I would do. But, yeah. I like that it's, that it was such a good experience performing over Zoom. Yeah. Because I don't think, like, the one Zoom thing I've tried to do was crap. <laughs> I, well... <laughs> I was oh, no. part of that. <laughs> well, no, I was. Wow. I was obviously really good, but I, I just. <laughs> Everybody else was terrible. That's me. <laughs> I just didn't really enjoy it at all. Do I you think you could try could again? Say why. Um. We've spent. Wow. <laughs> I like that we've literally spent so much of the podcast being like, yeah, yeah. So I like look back on performance experience and take note of what. what, what <laughs> yeah, and you're here and you're like, I, like, yeah, I haven't thought about that at all. <laughs> Oops, embarrassing. Um, it was the first time yeah. I had done it. I think when you're performing to people you know, you kind of rely on seeing their facial expressions and seeing how they are reacting. Yeah. Um, whether they're lying or not, you know, they could they could be pretending to love it or whatever. But you know, I you kind of feed off that. Yeah, yeah. Um, whereas over Zoom, I couldn't really see their reactions, and you're like, oh, are they are they enjoying it? Mm. Which is really stupid because you shouldn't be thinking about that. You should just be flowing with the performance and the music. But yeah, I just found it a very odd experience. Yeah, yeah, I completely understand that. I think like we've done it a bit more with college being virtual but there's something weirdly like i think it's that experience of like you finish your bit and there is no applause and there's nothing and you're just stood there and you're like that was that yeah right i'll just go and wash the dishes okay brilliant what a great day and and i think that's where you're like my god and you know i'm not saying that i'm there to be like tell me it was great but you know it is like you've you've given something and you've offered something and you and you just want to get a little something back but i think you know like with college it's funny because like people would um perform in like classes or performance classes or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and um you know i had a vocal would be like anybody got any thoughts or anything they wanted to say and often like people 
I'm totally understandable. It wouldn't say anything, and but just because you know, maybe you don't feel, maybe you don't want to say something. But, but also because like when we'd have done performance class in person, I don't know. It's just easier when you're all in the rooms. Maybe pop your hand up and be like, I liked X, Y, Z. Whereas on Zoom or whatever, when you're speaking, I know I do feel that too. You kind of feel that like everybody is now like looking at me yeah totally and uh I, there's a funny there's that feels funny and um, i'm still not really attuned to that Mm-mm. and um i do think that you know means when people were performing in these performance classes like yeah it's just that funny feeling afterwards where you know she'd be like anybody got anything anybody <laughs> nothing at all anything <laughs> it was terrible <laughs> yeah 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 and i i you think with the person there you're like i hope they're not bad but it's more just like i just don't think people have anything to say right now you no. know the one we did on Zoom was uh, not tricky. That's not the right term. Just like you weren't used to it. Yeah, I think I was the only person that had done any of them. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, I think for you and, and the other person that we invited, it was unusual. But we absolutely should do it again because, you know, who knows when we get to well, get exactly. back in the old console. And, you know, it's a friendly, friendly judging. Friendly group. Um, you know, a friendly environment to try out. Definitely. New, new media. Yeah. Just good to have the opportunity to, like, feel a bit of adrenaline feel a bit nervous deliver something and then handle that however you're going to handle that i think and uh you know speaking of that kind of handling i think something we were also kind of hoping to touch upon was that kind of post-show blues, blues. yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah tricky i think you were saying kind of after flight yeah and reading. after last summer i did a super fun project and it was quite intense and we yeah. all had to go through it and everything. And then afterwards, it's like, <sighs> yeah, but that's a really good sign. That means that you really were invested in the project. So like kind of revel in the post-show blues a little bit. <laughs> not not be like, really I'm so sad. sad. <laughs> but the, the fact that you're feeling that rather than like, thank God that's over. I don't want to see those people again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah definitely. That's that was I was like, oh, I'm really pleased to be feeling this low in a way yeah i know i know what you mean it's like how lovely that through your work you've had that experience where you miss the people or like miss the project or yeah yeah, anything like i I can i can definitely identify with that and like it's it's funny in a way like other jobs i think it really depends on the career but i do i do think with like performing it's like once the shows are over that's it Bye. You're at the bottom of the ramp when you start mm-hmm. and then you, mm-hmm. you go up and up and up and up and then it's all the shows and that's it. Mm-hmm. And you're straight off the cliff. Yeah, totally. And there's no kind of, you know, like say you did a project in the office, you might like debrief it afterwards or I don't know. So there's some real good office terminology for you there. But um, yeah, whereas with concerts, it really is like once it's done, it's done. And it's like next project. Yeah, yeah. You've got... You... Or lack of work. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Or just the empty diary to look at. Yeah, great. <laughs> We'd kind of said you, you you make friends maybe and colleagues and, you know, you hope you might keep in touch with them. But obviously, you know, life gets in the way and, and you go from seeing perhaps like the same set of people for... A billion hours every day <laughs> for a month. <laughs> yeah, you, get, you, you go from that to, um, yeah, unless you're going to see them every couple of months to you know squeeze in a coffee or, or whatever mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or which a drink is, which is always unsatisfying <laughs> sorry everyone but it always is <laughs> no matter who oh. you are you'll never escape i've just lost the, the one wrong. friend i had <laughs> post show blues are tough and mm. like for me like it's it's i i think i'm always 
well yeah surprised by the exhaustion mm-hmm. and you you kind of really again it's one of those things where like you've been really asking your body to kind of work out some of its limits you know and it's like you're probably not sleeping that well when you come home after the show because you're, you're buzzing you're still buzzed yeah, yeah. and you know d- depending on the project maybe the, sh- the next show is the next day and so it's like right gotta get up do it again fine that's fine <laughs> and uh yeah once that all kind of winds up you're a bit like goodness my I need to sleep more. I need to mm-hmm. slow down a bit and, uh, you know, take stock, obviously review what went well, what yes. didn't go well. But what went well mostly, <laughs> obviously. Um, also on that fact, like what if you have like a, a midday performance? half past midday and mm. you're like so pop over the champagne everyone yeah. why is no one like it's going mental go- with me? <laughs> yeah. And that's, yeah, particularly if, like if it's an important performance for you but everybody else has to go and do whatever they're doing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. that is really 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 tricky that lunchtime recitals are always such the worst. a such a funny one yeah because you <laughs> you need somebody afterwards that you can go and be like oh that was that's all done now you know wasn't that wasn't that fun and let's relax but um it's not always possible no people have real jobs i don't know about you but like i wouldn't say like i, I chase the buzz i'm not in this career to chase that continual feeling Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. um it is an incredible feeling Mm. you know whether it's it's an amazing concept because you're with friends and you're having a really enjoyable time or it's an amazing concept because the standard of music making is really high or Mm -hmm, it's an amazing mm -hmm. concept because you set yourself that goal and you've you've you've, smashed it yeah for all those different reasons i think you get this this really high it's not necessarily what I'm looking for in the career, but it's it's an amazing, like, after feeling. Mm-hmm. But I guess that, like, at the moment, without mm. performing, it's like, well, how do I recreate that feeling of a high? Like, yeah. my, my life could feel so flat now without yeah. that. And it's like, as you said, it's like, why was that? Was it because I was with friends and having yeah. an amazing time? probably a lot uh, like looking back it's like yeah for me that's a big thing yeah definitely and i think i mean music moves me (laughs) i'm sorry i'm so sorry but genuinely music really moves me and not being able to like perform some music or like go to a concert what i miss is the emotional like journey of music you know so like when you listen to Chike 5 mm. I get really excited yeah, or like Chike 4 the opening of Chike 4 with the horns and you're like holy moly here we go you know that's the kind of thing I miss or like I don't know you're listening Marla 5 and, it, and it's raw and you feel that I suppose that's partly why I perform because I, I, I love mm. I love hearing music and if I can be part of that in some way then like what it's a joy better, yeah I've actually really enjoyed chatting about this in this in the sense of like it's nice to think back on some really good times yeah like lovely experiences and actually as we were preparing I wrote down like some other ones they're they're all choral <laughs> and it was like in first year of uni we sang the house correct at matins and like that is my favorite piece of all time <laughs> And honestly, I just—I was singing it. It was like November, like 11 a.m. And I literally, I was just like crying in stalls. I wasn't oh. even singing it. <laughs> no, I was just like, I'm so happy. <laughs> it was just too much. It was so, so good. For me, I guess, they're very overwhelming experiences. Lots of tears. Love to cry. But also, like, I feel like a lot of those experiences are 
not low pressure, but as in your your career's not at stake. 100%. Right? Yeah, yeah, So yeah. you can enjoy them and switch off from the part of your brain which is like, if I sing badly, I'll never get hired again, full stop. Yeah, definitely. And I think following on from that point, some of our favourite performances or, or things that we've been to see and hear are where they look comfortable. Mm. And I know that that is like the world's hardest thing to achieve because goodness, like pressure and and the nature of this career means it's you know it's not easy but um i think there's just something about that kind of sense of of ease and and i suppose there's obviously that sense of like self-belief that like mm-hmm. you know you've got here you're obviously like doing pretty well if you're in this position to be giving this performance and so there is i mean i'm, I'm speaking on their behalf and maybe incorrectly but i always get a sense that there is this sense of trust and belief that yeah, there might be a mistake. Whatever happens, you'll get through it. Yeah, but also, like, if there is a mistake, that's that's okay. It's really not the end of the world, is it? It's like, you know, as long as you're communicating whatever the message of the music is, mm-hmm. then is that not the the aim of the game? And... I think I saw at Figaro, I think <laughs> Susanna dropped something she wasn't supposed to drop. Right. And there was just, like, a moment, and you could see a wink on stage. Like, oh, nice. that wasn't supposed to happen, but, like, haha, It was great. Yeah. And you're suddenly like, oh, you're having such a good time. You know, I think a couple of years back, I saw the the Aurora prom where, oh, like, yeah. they were standing and, you know, performing it all from memory. And, yeah, partly because they were performing from memory, there just is that ability to have far more eye contact with, with your colleagues and your players. And, and I felt there was this freedom and sense of enjoyment. And, you know, obviously for them to have memorised it, the work and time mm. that they put in mm. to get ready for that must be... All those bars rest. Yeah, that just there was that friendliness mm. that I love to see and, and afterwards they all hugged each other and I was like you know it's lame but it's so unlike a lot of what you see mm. it's been lovely to look back on some of those yeah I rarely look back on good experiences <laughs> nothing to learn from them just the bad ones <laughs> oh gosh so yeah you guessed it it's time to hear from from you guys the old the old Again. listeners <laughs> Yeah, we want to hear from you. Um, we want to hear some of your positive performance experiences. You know, what are times that really stick out in your memory as performances that you've enjoyed, reasons why you've kind of pursued your career? Or like, you know, if you're somebody that's not a performer, is there something you've seen that you thought, wow, that was my absolute, you know, top performance? And, and why was that? Yeah, we want to know. So please get in touch. Uh, find us on our website on www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com And we've got some socials. We do. Find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> our handles for both are at dressingroompod. Yeah, we look forward to hearing from you guys. Get in touch. Please. Bye. Bye. Bye.